welcoming us today in this sacred space where we chat about holistic healing, spirituality, health journeys, and so much more. Today, I am joined by Adrian Olver, a certified meditation instructor, Reiki master, holistic lifestyle and nutrition coach, and founder of Rome Wellness Studios. Hi, Adrian. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Kristen. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. You're welcome. We'll dive straight in. Could you start to share with our listeners a brief background story to how you got interested in holistic health and spirituality? Yeah, of course. Um, For me, it's always kind of been present throughout my life, Uh, even as a young child. My mom was really into it. She would talk about it at home, go and see mediums and share it with our family. Um, the The health piece has been kind of later in life that's come out um, as I've done more studies and just sort of gone deeper into the mind-body connection. It's piqued my interest and unfolded in different ways throughout my life. Yeah, beautiful. And do you mind me asking, because your mum was already into it, did you feel like as a child or even as a teenager and young adult that it was quite dare I say, normal, in inverted commas, for you? Because I know for a lot of people, uh, and myself included, the spiritual part of it, I had a lot of resistance because it was so outside anything I'd ever been taught or conditioned to believe in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I can attribute that to my mom a lot, where as those conversations were always had or welcomed, um, her dad, my grandfather, was also one... um, that would talk about those things too and we had family friends that would come over and um, he is also you know a medium intuitive he's also um, an elder in an aboriginal community so it was always something that um, was present in my childhood and then I think there is a deeper rooted um, connection for me that just kind of felt like shows as a child like anything that pertained to magic or a little bit more than meets the eye in our everyday life uh, that always sort of sparked interest for me as well and I think having that that um, that touch point at home and those open conversations kind of allowed me to explore and feel like it was a conversation that I could have yeah absolutely and I love that because as a parent now I want my son to you know be connected to it as just an integral part of his his self and his life and you know because it is actually natural um rather than this whole idea around it being weird or abnormal so um I love that and I'd love to hear how you have kind of taught your kids about it so far yes absolutely um that's one of the things that I love because I feel like kids are so like we're born with that that intuition right um, and yes. it's sort of conditioned out of us as we get older and told, you know, those things that you're you're thinking or feeling or curious about are, you know, not accepted or even true or valid um, as an experience. So for me, with the kids, being a meditation instructor, that's one thing that we try and do together. Um, probably not as often as I would like, but I do encourage them to maintain that connection with themselves. Yes. Um, And I feel like for me, especially on my own journey into spirituality, when I really stepped into it and tried to balance it more in my life and make it one of the the pillars of, you know, how I live my daily life, 
uh, I went to meditation first and it was what really helped me connect with myself and my intuition and um, access those more spiritual parts that I had not really invested the time into as I was growing older. Um, And so for me, that was the biggest thing to share with my kids on um, connecting with their inner power and their inner knowing and um, really bonding with their intuition and not always seeking the external advice or answers when um, their intuition is going to be what kind of carries them through their life as they grow into adulthood. And of course, like as a parent, that can be super challenging because I'm telling them to, you know, question authority and seek those answers within. So, um, yes, you know, it keeps me on my toes as well. But it's something that watching them, um, you know, when they're experiencing a challenging time, you know, they will instantly remember to go to their breath and kind of go within. And um, it's really an amazing thing watching them put it to use in their daily situations. Yes, and and I just want to acknowledge you for, you know, because it can be challenging to use this stuff because, you know, I feel like in their school environment or or preschool or wherever they're at, not everybody else is doing it right so so the other children I don't know the other children are kind of like well what are you talking about my mom doesn't do that you know because I know that's happened to me but I I, it's such a high value of mine that I'm you know I'm keeping it in there regardless because I know it's going to serve him and as a parent my goal is that kind of like you mentioned like like that he has that connection to himself so he feels okay within himself whole within himself trusts himself because when they have that, I feel like no matter what career path they're interested in or study they're interested in or people they try and enter into relationships with, like it's going to make such a difference having that as their foundation. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I'd also love to know, like on your journey, what are some of the things that stood out for you as the most effective so far? I mean, you did just mention meditation and and I would say that for me um, as well. I talk about it all the time. Um, (laughs) It was definitely one of my most effective tools. So what were yours? Um, I've had many and I feel like they've sort of um, transformed along the way. Um, For me, like in the beginning, I also think therapy is huge it has been huge in my journey just having a place to chat with someone who has that um that can hold the space like my therapist is also like she's a a spiritual psychotherapist so I was lucky enough to find someone who did have a spiritual background who could also hold the space of therapy um which brought a lot of the spiritual things that I was exploring and navigating into the picture which was super helpful for me um Another piece for me was journaling, um, which I find having a space. There's a different experience when you write your thoughts down on paper and read them back to yourself. Um, It almost puts it in a different lens where you can challenge your thoughts or your perspectives um, from a different angle. And I found that was a huge piece for me and really challenging my habitual thought patterns or um, allowing myself to view but they think oh I don't you know people get a bit stuck I find where Mm -hmm. do I start what are some of your like little prompts that you could suggest for people um for me like I do a lot of gratitude journaling so in the sense of being aware of 
what I'm putting out into the world. So, Mm. um, you know, I've become very aware of what vibration I'm on, where I would like to go. Uh, And again, going back to the mind-body connection, for me, I found I spent a lot of time investing in that because I found a lot of people don't realize how much your body responds to the thoughts that you're having and then you're creating this vibration and you're essentially creating your entire experience with the external world and whatever you are creating you're drawing to yourself so I found I spent a lot of time um, getting intentional about what I wanted to experience and where I wanted my life to go so I would do a lot of gratitude journaling on what I did like that I had in my life already and going forward what I wanted to create and what that sort of looked like for me um and not yeah. only from the sense of like this is what I would like in the future but journaling um as if it, I had already had it so creating those feelings and emotions and vibrations um within my field already so not like you know in five years I would like to experience this it would be more present tense of I you know I have this or I am in a loving relationship I have um, a booming successful coaching business and like really visualizing what my life is in that moment with all of those things that I wanted to draw in Um, and a lot of my time was spent journaling those things on getting clear of exactly what I wanted them to look like yes I love that I do find people sort of think oh I don't want this I want this but they're not clear I know with me in the first session that's one of the things we do get clear and I have a series of questions and when we get to their goals I say tell me your goals and and they're always in the future right and I say okay what we're going to do is write them down in the present tense because that's the first thing we've got to do to bring them closer right yeah so it's really yeah it's so interesting you mentioned all that and and people kind of think but it sounds weird and it's funny and I haven't got it yet but you know this is the process of healing is to is to kind of break out of that past conditioning that past programming that says you know um one day I want x amount of money one day I want this type of job yeah bringing that into the present moment is really powerful and then attaching those feelings and emotions because really you know I'm sure you would agree if you break it down you know you might want a job a certain amount of money a a romantic relationship etc but underneath you kind of after the actual feeling or the internal state which may be love which may be satisfaction fulfillment you know yes absolutely and it provides with that opportunity to really get curious about it and I find a lot of the times we do set those emotions to these external or future goals and often when you speak about them as if you have them in the present tense you can uncover a lot of the things um, that may either be hiding underneath of it or ways that you're not you don't even really expect to feel so sometimes I find I will write something as if I have it in the present tense and almost immediately I can feel where I am self-sabotaging. So I have something pop up where it's like, I get this fear instinct or I will think, oh no, I can't do that. Or the list of reasons pop into my mind of like how that may not be attainable or, um, I mean, even if it's as, as simple as 
I say it and then there's a part of me that's like oh no that's not right and it really makes me challenge it of the why do I want that um, and is it something that would actually be fulfilling for me so when you do put it in that present tense it offers you those emotions or gut instincts to come up instead of you know say six months up two years down the line after you've invested all this time and then you ultimately get there and be like well this wasn't really what I wanted after all <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and that is so interesting on the weekend I was in like a class it was it was a breathwork class but it was on money and he got us to do an exercise you know pretty common why do you want more money or whatever amount you're trying to manifest in we did that and then the next question was you know and it was journaling it down why um why don't you want the money you know and wow. it was so powerful and interesting because i i was kind of shocked at what still came up for me um after you know you know peeling back layers especially this year around money around finances but what came up was just so powerful and profound and then i went to bed and i felt like i had a million dollars just from the process you know it, yeah like it wasn't there yet but the feeling and my relationship to money and finances changed just within that you know 30 40 minutes of doing these exercises in this class like that's how quickly you know it changes um and i think an important uh aspect here is also that detachment because i do find people fall into that pattern they get really into it but then they're really attached to the outcome yes yeah I agree. yeah absolutely so just being aware of kind of you know if you are journaling meditating whatever it is feeling it and then that surrender and allowance piece to trust that you are completely held and supported by the universe um so you do just kind of need to let go <laughs> and realize you know it everything comes in its own time and place so to speak absolutely and i think that's where journaling has helped me a lot as well is the like I said, putting it down on paper and I mean, that act in itself almost is a sense of release. You're not holding on to it as tightly anymore because you're literally putting it somewhere outside of you. Um, but then it also allows you that space to examine. And um, I find when we do hold on to something so tightly, it's often not about that specific thing at all. So when you give yourself the space to really get intentional or understand your why, um, mm. you can find that space that you need to you know experience that detachment which then lets your manifestations come forward yeah absolutely i do nlp and um in nlp we say whatever we think the problem is isn't really the actual problem <laughs> so yeah which is it's really interesting but um but yeah, it's it's there's always so much more to it, I feel, than that kind of logical, egoic part of the mind will be telling you. So I think just keeping that, you know, in your awareness, wherever you're at, um, people listening, you know, just keeping that in your awareness because there's always kind of so much more going on. And as you expand your awareness, you start to feel like, oh, there's something underneath that. Oh, I think it's that, but you know, um, xyz is going on as well so i feel like that awareness is super important as well absolutely and i find most of the time the things that um you know our, our thoughts or the things that we want to have to reach a certain level of success or um, happiness like often those are things that we were told would bring us happiness so when we are setting those goals or you know trying to manifest certain things and hanging on to them very tightly 
it doesn't really give us a lot of space to question whether they are ours or not. Um, I find, you know, you're on that habit loop of, you know, you have the same thought. These are the things that we are told. This is how your life is supposed to look. And very rarely do you stop to ask yourself, is that true for me? And so finding ways to give yourself that space to examine whether, um, you know, that is something that will make you happy. It's not just something that someone told you is what success looks like or what happiness looks like. Yes, absolutely. That is such a great and powerful point. Thank you for um, reminding me and bringing that up as well. Um... So what are two to five things that you implement on a daily basis at the moment to nourish yourself, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual or physical? Uh, For me, definitely... I find a way to move my body every day. So whether that is just going for a walk or going to the gym, um, really connecting. I find there's a lot of crossover. Like I never really just focus on one of those four things. I feel like the awareness that I've gained through the journey is that they're all interconnected and can play off one another at a different time. So often if I'm going for a walk or I'm going to the gym, I'm very aware of the mind-body connection and um, the spiritual connections and often I'll end up in some sort of meditative experience if I'm at the gym or going through for a walk so um, I find those like that is something that's very helpful for me to stay connected and aware with my environment and my body Um, I also journal journal daily and meditate daily Um, Sometimes my daily meditation is a morning, usually morning is intention setting and before bed is more of a gratitude practice just to reflect on my day and release anything that I don't necessarily want to carry with me through the the next day. Um, Check in on what is mine, what isn't mine, anything I might need to let go of or what I want to create more of. Outside of that, I think I just generally set the intention of being intentional. (laughs) Um, Very aware of what I'm doing in a day and how everything is that energy exchange. So the time that I'm investing in something or the time that I'm making my food to nourish my body and move my body and just being very present in how I'm spending my time. So I think... I find the entire experience nourishing. Yes, absolutely. And I feel it's so powerful to just bring awareness into where you're kind of at in the morning when you wake up, because a lot of people kind of wake up and maybe they're jumping straight into their day without an awareness of how they want their day to go. Or like you mentioned, like any intention around something that could be a real foundation for the day like being present or like being connected to source or whatever your word for the greater power is you know Uh, I find that one of the most powerful things people can do and I'm surprised actually at um, the way most people kind of aren't doing it or just forget to do it because I know with me the days I forget I notice a huge difference um, to obviously most days I, I do it first thing in the morning and just even having that even asking yourself like 
okay you've woken up get aware of what what thought patterns are going on because you've been in your subconscious so if you're dreading the day that's a program right Mm -hmm. and that's going to be a block for your day so kind of noticing that and then kind of coming back to the present moment and just ask yourself a simple question what do I want today how do I want to feel what do I want in my day it might be something simple like flow I often get that I want flow in my day because it feels better than stress (laughs) and overwhelm (laughs) So, you know, just that simple awareness and then the present moment and a simple question like about your intention, about what you're after that day. Um, it, it could just make such a difference. And, and like you said, everything is that energetic exchange. So you're, you're improving your vibration and energy first thing. And that's only ever going to help you in whatever comes forth that day. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like when we touched on the mental state or mindset through your healing journey um I feel like it's allowing yourself that awareness but also the grace to have those feelings and whatever comes up there's the the Mm. feeling that everything always has to be like you know I need to be productive today everything needs to be a great day um but I find there is just as much value in the darkness and it's that there's this fear or you you know it's almost oh what's the word it's it's not welcome in a lot of places where people talk about spirituality or it gets this sort of negative connotation to it whereas um I feel like most there's so many gifts in the darkness and it's getting quiet and almost that to experience the level of light you have to be able to swing just as far into the darkness it's that that balanced state of being able to go as deep as you can go high um so I feel like mindset as as much as I like to get intentional every day about what I want that to look like um I found in my journey that I also have to offer myself that that grace and that comfort of yes I can set that intention but there's also going to be feelings or experiences that come up and I have to allow myself to flow with that as well so that has been a big learning piece for me is um, allowing myself to sit in the discomfort of those growing times and as much as I can set the intention that I want my day to look like this or this experience to be that um, I have to make space for whatever the universe also has in store and show up for that too. Yes. And thank you for mentioning that because it's a really important point. I have a bit of a saying that I say, and it says, um, my darkness is just as important as my light. So again, that was huge on my journey. And to be honest, it's probably something I still am challenged with more than other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, you know, I'm definitely much better. But yeah, really, like you said, sitting with that darkness, allowing that. And in that class I mentioned on the weekend, they were also speaking about like, what is your relationship with your anger? What's your relationship with your rage? And, And nourishing that relationship, which I found the way they spoke about it just so, uh, you know uplifting actually because I was like okay I've worked on this relationship but there's still stuff there you know it's still like that subconscious conditioning to shove it down and um, not show anyone that you're angry or not even not even allow yourself to feel it so these 
these lower vibrational, dark, whatever you want to call them, emotions, yeah, are also there. And unless we sort of go into them, it's kind of like if you imagine if you're like outside and you're at a park or something and there's a dark tunnel, but on the other side of the tunnel, there's like the most beautiful um, ocean or trees or scenery or, or place to play with your children, but you can only get there by going through the dark tunnel. And yeah, I find obviously a lot of people on this spiritual journey can fall into just um, always trying to go for the love and the light. I yeah. know I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, and it's embracing both. And you, if you think of like the yin and the yang, there's just as much black as white in that beautiful symbol. Um, so yeah, that's a really powerful point. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Because My yeah, pleasure. I agree. I've had the same experience. Whereas getting into the spiritual side of things, it was, you know, that that bubbly flowery rainbows and butterflies type thing that was the appeal of like that all sounds lovely um but you can't deny the darkness and I find I've read so many things that sort of changed my perspective on really embracing the darkness of you know examples such as planting a seed you plant it in the earth which is darkness and you you know when you are growing a child in your body like within the womb that is darkness and you think of all the times you go into this dark it's almost like incubation and you remove any sort of external distractions and it is challenging and it is the dark and but that is where the most growth happens and I just feel like so many times it is challenging and it's scary but I think it is such a beautiful thing and it's recognizing that it is serving you in a way um, and just allowing yourself the safety to explore it. Um, because I, one thing that really stuck with me that I learned from a friend was that anger, for example, is always a secondary emotion. So there is yeah. something beneath that that is seeking your attention. So if you allow yourself to feel it, you, you can get curious of, yes, I'm angry, but what is it? Like it's an unmet need. Um, and yeah. having that awareness really gave me this space to dive into it. It wasn't that sort of um, disconnect or almost, I don't want to say embarrassment, but that, you know, like you, the feeling like it's almost, is very uncomfortable to let yourself feel that anger or like have someone observe you in that anger and mm. to know the deeper root of it of like, let me step back. I know this is a secondary response to, you know, the unmet need or a boundary violation and getting curious on the why really gave me that space of understanding myself deeper and being like, oh, this is why I'm angry. And then I could actually treat that unmet need or the boundary that was crossed in a different manner than just getting angry. Yes, absolutely. And I love that. And I love those, um, those uh tips you mentioned about you know the incubation for a baby in the womb it's dark and everything because that's also what i feel like doing on a healing journey you know part of the time there is that kind of i call it a cocoon like a Mm -hmm. a caterpillar goes into their cocoon and then they come out as a beautiful butterfly you know the caterpillar can't just jump the cocoon stage it's a really it's like the integral part of it and then you think of yeah and then you think of even our children or and ourselves when we were born and we came here you know yes we were beautiful happy you start smiling babies laugh but they also scream and cry and they let you know 
when you know those other emotions are there like it's pretty clear and then over time they obviously get conditioned you know to suppress it or not show it and etc etc and we now know through science that that obviously can lead to a whole heap of issues mental emotional spiritual and physical so yeah really important aspect um to really just practice that yeah practice sitting with that and going into your cocoon and 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 almost I feel like it becomes a bit of a strength um because it is tricky at first but if you just keep at it it, I feel like it becomes a strength for just a foundation of your life really yeah absolutely I agree wholeheartedly I think the more you allow yourself to experience the full range of emotions that we have as humans um, it impacts all areas of your life it also allows you to hold that space for other people because they find often yes. you know what you deny yourself you can't really witness in someone else so the more you work on your own healing and allow yourself to feel those emotions you can you can share that with other people in your life as well yes absolutely so what do you feel like the future holds for you now Oh my goodness, um, that is a great question. <laughs> I, I feel like I don't have a clear picture of exactly what I want my future to look like. I, I'm excited about it. And I know that I want to be of service in some way through coaching and sharing meditation and holistic health. Um, but I feel like there's so many opportunities with the state of the world right now. Um, obviously, a lot of things have changed, but I also think it has provided a lot of opportunity with how many things have shifted to virtual. And I mean, that excites me on how that kind of expands reach and global community and the opportunities that lie there. Um, you know, being on this podcast with you in Australia, that's also a step that's really cool. So I'm not sure that I have anything that's concrete at the moment. I'm more into the journey and flowing with what opportunities come my way and meeting new people and sharing the knowledge and wisdom that I've gained thus far um, through whoever crosses my path um, with, like I said, through Rome. and when the world opens up again, ideally doing some retreats and travel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's beautiful because I feel like, you know, you know, asking that question, yes, you can have like really specific goals or a really specific visual or image. Um, but I love that idea of, you know, just ha- openness, you know, when you think about your future and you're just open to open to what comes in I think that's really powerful actually so yeah amazing thank you for sharing oh you're welcome yeah I find the pandemic I mean it's put a lot of people in the position of really questioning I think of their our lives have shifted so drastically that things that we weren't necessarily able to do before like working from home or the the virtual opportunities it has provided a lot of opportunity for change and people to really question and get intentional about what they want their life to look like. So I feel like for me, instead of making this very rigid list of I need to do this, 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 and this, I do have dreams and like that would be nice. But at this point, it's more of just being open and a broader uh, intention of serving and 
creating a community that is aligned with my vibration and my intentions right now and seeing where that leads yes and I'm similar like more openness and expansiveness in my future probably more than uh anything too specific Mm -hmm. Um, which is you know and and that's just and that feels better in my body when I tune into that feeling of openness and expansion because I feel like you know that kind of embraces whatever whatever it's gonna bring uh rather than yeah getting too attached to a specific outcome etc so before we finish up are there any last resources or words of advice you'd like to leave people with um if I could share anything it would just be to really invest in the connection with yourself I think for me that is the biggest piece and I find especially exploring the spiritual side of things like if that's something that's of interest to you there are a ton of excellent resources and lovely people throughout the community um but at the end of the day like your connection with yourself is the ultimate key in my perspective or my opinion um you are the only one who can connect with those energies within you and know what feels right and really kind of hone in on that intention that you have within so our intuition as well so i think that's a big piece that i would share with everyone yeah absolutely because you know without that connection to self you know what what do you have and people might be like oh I've got this and this yes it's it's usually just external I mean I and knowing what it's like to be so disconnected from myself for the first half of my life you know yes and now you know years later working on that connection and having that like that's basically what we're on planet earth for and I feel like I don't even know how I I survived for so long uh you know without that connection because I feel like this is all I'm after now, strengthening that connection and having it within myself because there's such a beautiful ripple effect that comes from that place. Absolutely. I feel like uh, similarly, uh, for the first portion of my life, I was so disconnected from myself and very external seeking um, to the point where I got to a time in my life where I was like, I don't even really know who I am. Um, and through the process of my healing journey and connecting more deeply with spirituality, I realized everything that I was seeking, I already had within, but I was constantly turning outward instead of inward. So I would just leave that with everyone that I would look at the spiritual community and think, wow, that's so cool. They can do that. And it was always a gift that I thought someone else had. And I yes. realized that everyone is born with that spiritual connection and it's just a matter of turning inward and really investing in yourself and believing in yourself and finding those intuitive cues and getting quiet and listening to your internal guidance system and everything from there it is a ripple effect outward but it's also inward so the more you invest and the more you feel and the more you're aware of those coincidences or synchronicities it all just builds and it all comes from within yeah absolutely I love that thank you so and before we leave just where can people find you uh, mostly right now I live on Instagram at Rome Wellness and um, I am 
taking clients through there. I am currently, my website is under construction, but it will all be updated through Instagram once things are live and up and running and ideally expanding through the rest of the year. Okay, beautiful. So uh, when I post the podcast, I will put um, a link to Room Wellness and everything in there. If you, if anybody wants to reach out, if you have feedback, if you have questions, contacting Adrian or myself, um, and we can link you up with resources or answer your questions um, with whatever's come up for you in this episode. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sharing these beautiful insights and reminders with us. Um, it's such... It's just such a time for information like this and resources like this. So very grateful to speak with you and yeah, looking forward to staying connected. You too. Thank you for having me, Kristen. And thank you for the podcast and what you're putting out there and the platform that you're offering to everyone as well. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, lovely. I will talk to you soon. Great. Thank you.